This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Creek, great to have you. Hey, likewise. Great to be on today. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate it. So please tell all the folks that are uh, Team Buck here, uh, first off, a zombie apocalypse. Let's just have some fun. How do you survive? Is <laughs> yeah, it, what are the, it, you, you wake up, you realize that the, the zombie disease or whatever it is is spread all over the place. What do we do? Well, I'll tell you what, I've taught survival skills for almost 20 years, and I am convinced that surviving the zombie apocalypse has to do with choosing your friends. You'd better make sure that you have at least a couple friends in your group who are slower than you are. <laughs> there you go. So it's like it's outrunning the bear. You just need to be faster than the guy <laughs> next right. to you. Th- that's yeah, right. And I have that's to say, right. though, Absolutely. slow walking zombies, way less scarier than the fat than the running kind that you get in, for example, 28 days later. So we, we really should specify <laughs> the whether truth? these are. And then there's some zombies that are practically like superhuman in that movie with Will Smith. I forget what it's called. Right, right. You know, the slow ones kind of seem fun. The fast ones, not so much. And you also have some advice in case we ever. Very unrealistically, but amusingly, find ourselves in the situation of the Hunger Games. Uh, what, what's your? I, I've only seen one of those movies, but I get the idea. Yeah. What's your advice for surviving the Hunger Games, Creek? Well, they're definitely a survival-themed book series and movie. Um, I actually wrote the book, The Unofficial Hunger Games Wilderness Survival Guides, where I teach all the skills mentioned in that book series. Oh. But um, you know, the Hunger Games is a wilderness survival scenario with a little bit of, you know kids chasing kids, uh, you know, to the death type situation. But at the end of the day, it, it's, um, it's about wilderness survival, securing your core four basic human survival needs, shelter, water, fire, and food. And I think those four are really at the core of pretty much every survival situation that you can, that you can think of. All right. Now t- take us through someone is in a situation where they're out in the woods on a hike they don't have anything. They don't have any gear or anything on them, and all of a sudden you realize you're totally lost, and night is falling, and you're solo. Yeah. What do you do to survive out in the woods if you're by yourself and you got nothing? Well, I mean, you're in a you're in a tough you're in a tough situation. Most m- human instinct says to keep moving and self rescue, try to find your way out of a scenario like that. But the the best thing to do is really stay put. Your 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 priorities are based loosely on what we call the three survival rules of three in extreme conditions. You can survive for three hours without shelter, three days without water and three weeks without food. Ironically, most people freak out about food first, you know, but so in a situation like that, you'd want to stay put, stay where you are. Uh, A moving target is harder to find than one that's sitting still. And, um, and you need to find shelter because it's by far your, your most important, survival priority is just getting out of the elements, getting out of the wind, staying dry, and doing your best to regulate core body temperature uh, by either finding or building some kind of shelter, and then start thinking about water. 
hypothermia is the thing that's going to get you before thirst or hunger then. So staying warm in that sort of situation is clear. We're assuming you're out in the cold somewhere. I mean, if you're, if you happen to be lost in the tropics, uh, there's, you know, probably other things. One, you got to, got to avoid the brightly colored snakes, but you know, I'm in in cold areas. You got to stay warm. How hard is it to make a fire Creek? I mean, I've actually never really tried this. I mean, without a lighter, obviously, or matches. I mean, it's it's a little tricky, you know. I mean, making a fire with sticks is something that certainly requires practice. You know, if you find yourself in a sudden and unexpected survival scenario and you've never done it before, you're probably not going to get it done in that situation either. Uh, but I've got a lot of really cool kind of fire hacks that um, that would be fun to mention if you've got a second. Yeah, well, what are your fire hacks? Let's do it. Well, I tell you what, fire is my favorite survival skill because, in my opinion, it's the most important of. Did we just lose him? He was about to give us the secret of fire, like Prometheus himself. Creek? Buddy. We, we lost. <laughs> Creek's like, all you need to know to stay alive in the woods. I'm going to give you the skills, the tools. Here's how you make. Boop, and we just he just dropped off. Was that a Soros thing? I don't know. Maybe Soros realizes the Trump apocalypse is coming, and if we all know how to make fire, we will survive, and his one-world government status dreams will all come to naught. I think we need a scarier boogeyman than Soros, though, because Soros is like, he's just getting kind of old now, and I don't really think he's as much as much of a uh, of a what's the a frightening character as some of the others that are probably out there on the scene right now. Oh, we got him back. All right. You were telling us about fire hacks. We're with Creek Stewart, right. survival expert. So, Creek. All right. Fire hacks. Let's go. Okay. So fi- a couple of really cool fire hacks. I don't play the guitar, but you'll never find me without at least three guitar picks in my wallet. And that is because guitar picks are an incredible fire tender. They are very flammable. They're made from a substance called celluloid. And if you hit one with a match or a lighter or even a spark, if you process it right, it'll burst into a flame. Great waterproof guitar pick. Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. it's crazy. And so are ping pong balls. Ping pong balls are made from celluloid, too, so they are incredibly flammable as well. Makes a great party trick, too. Um, huh. I, I will tell you, for those listening, also, by the way, I'm a surprisingly good ping pong player. Just FYI. Go ahead, Creek. <laughs> Okay. Well, hey, you know, light one of those on fire. There, there. It's pretty impressive. So I, st- I start the ping pong really- fire when I step up to the table, my friend. But go ahead. <laughs> another really great fire tender is Fritos or any snack chip that's fried in oil. When you combine like a corn and an oil, it makes a really great fire tender. Just one bag of Fritos that is conveniently packed in a waterproof bag can make a campfire that you can't put out in even the worst conditions. Really? Well, so so you light your food on fire if you if you got freedom. So you light your food on. That's right. You got your priorities straight in survival. You know, food's last, fire's first. So light that stuff on fire before you eat it for sure. And what's the best? I mean, obviously, if you if you can't find a, a ready, if you're out in, uh, let's assume we're in. What would it be? Uh, coniferous forest in, you know, let's say, uh, you know, the northern United States somewhere. Uh, yeah. If you can't find a creek, a stream or lake nearby, what do you do about the water situation? I mean, uh, you know, sometimes I see in movies with the guys in the jungle, they hack off a uh, like a vine yeah. or something and they sort of try to drink some of the uh, condensation yeah. or some of the 
the bill. I mean, is there anything you can do like that? There's there's truth in that. You know, you can drink uh, the water from vines. Grapevine is probably your most reliable source. But as long as the water from a vine isn't milky and it doesn't stink and it doesn't have a strong, like, rancid flavor, it's probably good to drink. You know, another great source of drinkable water in the wild is from trees, like the maple tree or the birch tree. When you cut, like this time of year, if you went out and and put your knife or put a hole into a maple or a birch tree, it's going to start dripping sap, which is 100% drinkable. Huh. Drink the sap. There we go. I I hadn't thought of that one. Um, but how, you know really how unique? Do, go ahead, go ahead. You know, you know a really unique water source that most people don't think of is dew that condenses on grass in the morning. You know, you go out to get your mail in the morning, you walk through your yard, and your socks are soaked. That yeah. water is 100% drinkable. You just gotta, you just gotta soak it up with like a t-shirt or a bandana or your socks and wring it out. Believe it or not, with one bandana. On a heavy dew morning, you can collect up to three gallons of dew in one hour, and it's 100% drinkable. Huh. There we go. All right. Yeah. I'm feeling a little better about my prospects if I get lost out of the middle of the woods by myself, although I'm yeah. still not, not great. I, you guys would much rather have Creek than me, I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, the uh, I want to ask about drinking water from streams and creeks and things like that. It, I think we all have this perception, oh, well, if it's not Brita filtered, you're going to get super sick. Um, how how do you know or, or can you know? Uh, what, what are the sort of the tells as to whether you could just sort of stick your head in the water and, you know, take a few gulps and not end up with Giardia or something? Well, you don't know. All of those biological organisms are microscopic. You can't see them. So obviously it's not recommended to drink wild water without purification because of exactly what you mentioned, Giardia or Cryptosporidium. However, if your option is die of thirst or drink the water, you always drink the water. The good news is it takes typically three to four days for any of those illnesses from waterborne pathogens to set in. So a lot of the times if you drink bad water in a survival scenario, hopefully you're going to be rescued by the time you get really sick. Ah, I see. So you're kind of rolling the dice on that one. You figure you got to... You got to go with, by the way, if you have limited water, better to ration it or to like hydrate and then let your body process. What's better if you've only got like a, if you've got a, you know, just one of those, what is it, Nalgene bottles on you full of water, that's all you've got. Uh, You don't know when you're going to get picked up. Do you want to sort of hydrate and and get on the move or just take little sips? Well, if it's a reliable container uh, that's not, that's not flimsy or going to bust, I would say, you, you don't want to ration it to the point where you're just sipping. You want to drink normally. The best storage container for any water you have is your body. So drink normally. There's no sense in rationing uh, unless, unless you have a really flimsy container that could potentially burst. Then you want to just get all that water in your system as fast as possible. One more i got to get in here before we're going to go to a break in a minute. Uh, if you're confronted by a bear in the wild, Creek? Yeah. You sound like a guy who knows how to handle bears. What do you do? Yeah, you, it, it depends on if it's a brown bear or a black bear. Let's take the most popular bear in North America, the, the black bear. Uh, black bear, they typically attack out of a defensive attack, which means you've either startled it, you've gotten in between it and its cubs, or you've come up on it while it's eating. It's, it's protecting a food source. Black bears, unlike grizzly bears, brown bears, 
respond to aggression. So if you're getting charged by a black bear, you want to yell, you want to scream, you want to throw stuff, you want to wave your jacket. Unlike a brown bear, a grizzly bear, which does not respond to aggression, it's, it's, it, it, it's, its response is to be more aggressive. So black bear attacks, you want to be absolutely be aggressive with that bear because mo- more times than not, they're going to respond by running off. And I, and I will say bear attacks are so extremely rare, they're almost negligible. Yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, I've I've been around some grizzlies in the wild and uh, and seen a few black bears too. And usually they just want to go about their business. Yeah. Uh, you have a couple quick tips for if you are caught in a hurricane or a, se- a severe storm. What do you do? Well, I'll tell you what. If you if let's say let's say a storm knocks out your power, knocks out your lights, that's not hard to imagine at all. I, I grew up in Southern Indiana where there was always a big can of Crisco in our pantry. Believe it or not. If you take a strip of T-shirt material or a piece of a cotton mop head and shove it down in the middle of a can of Crisco and light it, that's a candle that will burn 30 days straight. Hmm. Wow. You believe that? Look at that. 30 days. I do because I, I you know, you're telling me, but I did not know that. You could cook over it. You can use it for light. You could close off a room and even use that Crisco candle that's going to burn for 30 days as heat. So how do you do it again? If you have Crisco, you just... Yeah, so you got a big tub of Crisco. You take a strip of T-shirt material, you know, about a foot long, and you take a stick or a ruler and jam it right down in the middle of that can of Crisco, just like a wick on a candle. And then... All right, you and you make, that... a, make a Crisco candle that'll burn for 30 days. That's kind of awesome. That's I might right. just try that out just because. Hey, Creek you know, Stewart is a survival that's... expert, everybody, and he's a lead instructor at the Willow Haven Outdoor Survival School in central Indiana. He's the author of many books, including Survival Hacks, Over 200 Ways to Use Everyday Items for Wilderness Survival, available on Amazon.com right now. Creek, thank you so much, sir. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you, Buck. You too. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 